to the Daily Talk Show, episode eighty-three. I'm Josh Jansen, and I'm Tommy Jacket. I was on uh, I was on Instagram uh, the other day looking. Well, you spend eight hours a day on it. <laughs> no, it's eight, eight hours a week. Oh, a but, week. Sorry. Anyway, I was um, doing a flick through Insta stories, uh, and I follow a guy, Chris. He, uh, I think he's he's based out of Collingwood. Or anyway, I always would see him in Collingwood, and then he does a lot of like film photography type of shit, and he just does this post where he's got maybe like 20 uh like rolls of film and it was just saying that he was going to north korea as you do as you do (laughs) so i was like obviously i've had a fascination of north korea you know i've never really finished a uh, you've got his book you've got kim's hair (laughs) i've got i've got a bit of that vibe going on but anyway so i uh instagrammed chris and said, mate, we come on the podcast. Slid in him a DM. Slid in his DMs, is that what they say? And here he is. And we've got Chris on uh, on the line now. You're in Beijing, is that right? Yep, yep, yep. Perfect. Have, have I fucked any of that story up or does that sound pretty, that pretty sounds, accurate? That sounds, yeah, just about accurate, yeah. <laughs> okay, great. So before we get into the um, the adventures of, of Chris... Mm-hmm. Um, so, are you based in Melbourne? And uh, I was, I was. Um, I'm actually moving to the UK after this trip. Oh, awesome! So, yeah, like, yeah. this is your uh, this is your like nomad time of just doing where going wherever you want type of deal. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Having my quarter life crisis, just quit my job and yeah, traveling for a bit. <laughs> Perfect. I'm I'm about to do that. I mean, I nice. feel like mine's slightly half assed because it's got sort of like a three month, like I've contained it to three months, and then I'm coming home. Yeah, nice. Um, so how long? So how long have you been traveling so far? Oh, just on just on ten days now. I'm just in the beginning. Uh-huh. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. And so you first, so have you booked? You know, how have you done your, your trip? Did you just book sort of a, a trip to the UK and had a few stops? What, yeah, what's your plans? yeah. So um, once I got my visa um, all done, I booked my. I just sort of decided the country I was going to, and I sort of planned it around the North Korea trip because. Uh, um, you have to go on a tour, yeah. um, and so I found sort of dates for the tour that I wanted to go on, um, and sort of worked it around that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so North Korea, you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's what's the deal? How do you how do you get in? How does it all happen? How do you just decide on a tour to go with? Yeah. So um, a couple of years ago, a friend, uh, a friend of a friend. Uh, put up like a Facebook post saying that we're getting rid of all their shit, like to join in on a garage sale. Um, and I got in on that and I met him and his name is Matt. Um, he's like at Matt Koleska, um, K-U-E-L-S-Z-A, I think, on Instagram. Um, yeah. And yeah, I was getting chatting to him and I'm like, oh, so where are you moving? He's like, oh, I'm moving off to Beijing. Um, I've got a new job there. I'm like, yeah, cool. What are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm going to be a tour guide for North, for North Korea. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, that's wild. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it sort of became mates after that. Um, and after following him on Insta and, like, seeing all these pics, I'm like, okay, this looks so, like, just so not what I thought it would be. Um, and so I was just like, fuck it. Like, let's, let's, let's just go and see what it's like. Um, so, so what, yeah. did, what did you think it was going to be and what Well, I tried like? to avoid... So- uh, like a lot of googling about other travelers' experiences, I sort of didn't want. To, I sort of wanted to go there with fresh eyes, um, and they give you like a little primer when you book the tour, like you know what to bring and uh, sort of like etiquette and, and stuff like that. Um, but like, 
I didn't like when you Google say that. etiquette. What, what does etiquette mean? Like, I, I know uh, what etiquette means, but is in what's their fucking etiquette? Yeah. Oh, so uh, I guess as a sort of so the whole deal is that you have to be with your guide at all times, um, and so you can't just like go off and wander um, by yourself. You're always in a group. Um, or with a guy. So I thought it was going to be fairly restrictive, but they do let you like walk out on the streets and mingle with locals. But um, because it's like such an isolationist country, like the Koreans are quite shy. Um, yeah. And like they see sort of foreigners about, and instead of being like a curiosity, like what the fuck, they're kind of just like, who is this person? Um, yeah. I'm uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> but it was May Day when I went. So we got to like walk through the park where. Uh, I guess it's kind of like, uh, I mean, it's a bad analogy, but I guess kind of a bit like Christmas where like it was just full of families um, having like barbecue and getting really day drunk Um, (laughs) and they were getting loose and like they were just having a great time. Like we were walking through, they were like dancing with us and like you just give them a drink and like you say cheers, which is like jokbae in North Korea and they just like love it and go wild. (laughs) And, and what was your um what what was your friend's experience going into being like a, a tour guide? What what did he tell you before you um signed up? Um, so I didn't really ask him a lot. Like apart from what I'd seen, again, I sort of wanted to be a bit um, naive, I guess. Um, yeah. But I had a bit of worries going in because I was taking in like over a hundred rolls of film, um, and I was like, oh, I'm a bit worried about customs. Like, does that look a bit dodgy? You know, he's like, oh, mate, you're going to be pleasantly surprised by the customs there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was. It was rushed and hectic, but it wasn't scary at all. Like, they took all our phones um, and electronic devices um, and then just, like, didn't even check them and gave them back to us. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, well it's funny. When I told Tommy, I, I said about I saw the rolls of films. He's, film, he's like, oh, what? They don't allow digital cameras? I'm like, no, Chris just loves fucking <laughs> film photography. <clears throat> Yeah, um, yeah, it's um, it's like I, I, I remember seeing like these like those those like articles. It's like cis photographers smuggle these photographs out of North Korea, mm. but the fact is like you're allowed to take photographs there. Um, yeah. They sort of let you wander around an area, and they've got like pretty basic rules, which I think are fairly reasonable. Uh, kind of like don't photograph people of the military because I mean you can't really do that anywhere. Yeah. Um, so that's their biggest sort of no-no. I think the thing is there, there's like this military everywhere, like lots of um, just out and about and it's like sort of military men that do construction and everything so you don't, can't really take photos of construction sites um, mm. and stuff like that. So it's, it's a dictatorship or it's, it's a country under dictatorship. There's this guy mm-hmm. who, I don't know if you know him, Michael Malice. He wrote this book called Dear no, Reader. No, I don't. The Unauthorised autobiography of Kim Jong-il and if mm-hmm. like if it, he, it's fascinating I, I've been listening to a podcast he did and it sort of gives you the breakdown of the family um, you know the grandpa Kim, yeah, Kim Jong-il Il-sung yeah and then he's his son Kim Jong-il and then the current guy Kim Jong-un yeah yeah, and yeah. like oh it's it's fascinating I'm not going to get into that but this guy Michael Malice he went there in 2012 which was like mm-hmm the year after Kim Jong-il Kim Jong-il died. Il died, yeah. And he was saying that 
these people in the country, as in the people who live there, like us in Australia, he was saying they're like hostages. We're not hostages here, but he was saying the people that live there are essentially hostages within a dictatorship. What I'm hearing is it doesn't sound like they're hostages. They're getting pissed uh, in the park. That sounds yeah. like I guess, a, I guess a, maybe we're, we're all fucking hostages in our own world and yeah. we just don't realise it. Yeah, what, I think what's it's your vibe kind of... Um, I didn't get that vibe at all because, I mean, they are allowed to travel to, like, China and other countries like that. And, like, from Pyongyang, they can fly to Russia and China. Um, but I think it's more that, like, within that society, they're all sort of, like... Um, uh, they're all sort of Policed. brought up. They're all looking. They're all looking out at each other, right? Like they're all. It's, it's not. It's yeah. more like um, the, the the figures of the party, like the Korean Workers Party, um, the figures of Kim Il Sung and Kim Jong Il, and, and now Kim Jong Un. They're sort of deified. Um, so it's not so much they're terrified of them. It's more that like it's this sort of like extreme sort of love and devotion. Um, well, you know about what happened for people that weren't crying hard enough in the streets for Kim Jong-il. They yeah, got sentenced look, to six I've, months I've, jail. I've, I've, oh, heard, hard I've, I've heard that. Um, but, like, I feel there's so many, like, unsubstantiated, like, claims. Like, um, I think it's, like, I can't remember what the quote is, but, like, someone just said, like, you can literally in the West print anything about North Korea and, and, and just suppose newspapers will run it, like, media will run it yeah. because they can't, you can't fact check it. Um, yeah. And um, I guess you can go and flick through a bunch of, um, like, sort of sensationalist stuff, um, like about that, like about the stupid story about Kim Jong-un, um, like scoring a, like an impossible golf score or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, there's no source for them. Like, it's literally some, either from, like, a satire or a gossip site or from um, some sort of dodgy South Korean um, sort of news source. But, like... Um, it, it is a weird country. Like, it's um, it's so... It's, it's just something... It's, it's like stepping into... There's nothing... There's not a lot of things when you're there to place yourself in 2018. Like, yeah. a few people there have smartphones um, and stuff, but um, sort of, like, there's no ads anywhere, um, mm-hmm. like, at all. In the entire country, the, there are two ads. There's one in, the, in our hotel for, like, this sort of natural medicine product... Um, and this one for a, a co-developed North and South Korean car, one billboard, like just outside of Pyongyang wow. that I saw. Yeah, it's really weird. Like you go to the metro and there's, uh, there's like no uh, ads anywhere. And did you, um, you know, you were obviously part of a, a tour that had uh, other people. What sort of nationalities yeah. were going to, to uh, visit? There was, a, there was a few Australians. Um, yeah. uh, there was... A few uh, people from Norway, India, um, Switzerland, Germany. Because the US, the US can't go there, can they now? Or can no, they still... no, no, no. Yeah. So um, the tour company that I went with, they don't take US citizens anymore after the last. <laughs> um, after I forget his name, but Otto, someone after that yeah, sort of incident. Yeah. Yeah. They um, There's a few Canadians, plenty of Canadians. Um, uh-huh. but yeah, it was a okay. real mix. And what was the tour? What was the tour like? Like how um, how legit did, did it feel? Did it feel like you were you were safe? What sort of preparation did they give you? Oh yeah, I mean, um, totally safe. Um, in terms of personal safety and like 
stuff like that. Yeah, like so the you have your two um, or your one uh, sort of guide by from the company. So I had um, that guy Matt, yeah, um, and then you have two Korean guides, um, and they're like lovely. They'll tell you just like they'll be like introduce themselves and like sort of tell you about things, but also just kind of like um, they'll like drink with you like in the evenings mm-hmm. um, and like. Yeah, you can just like chat to them and stuff, and like, um, yeah, they'll just be like, they'll tell you, you like, you know, like, oh, please don't take photos here. If, um, you know, just be careful. Um, mm-hmm. if, you know, and stuff like that. Like, they're they're there to make sure you have a nice time. Um, Were there any troublemakers in the tour group? Uh, not really, not really. Yeah. Um, like, there was a couple of rowdy ones who just got a bit drunk yeah. on the bus for a bit yeah. off like the cheap soju. Um, but like no nah, not really I think everyone's sort of like if you're the kind of person that goes to your career you're not going to be the kind of idiot that fuck around you know? yeah yeah absolutely. <laughs> so you're not an idiot and you don't fuck around is what I'm I, hearing I, I, I am, not I am an idiot and I do fuck around but just not there <laughs> actually you're an Aussie moving to London <laughs> you're going to be a pisshead at the pub any minute um, did you see was there like photos of Kim Jong-un around or yeah or everywhere everywhere yeah um, when you say of- everywhere what do you mean like on uh, what? It's, it's actually less uh, it's less Kim Jong-un it's more Kim Il-sung and Kim Jong-il um, mm. so the statues large sort of bronze statues of them in every sort of major city the biggest ones are in Pyongyang and they're huge they're I think I feel like 20 metres tall or something they're huge um, so, just very quickly Chris are you on headphones by any chance is, I am you, I am is it yeah. possible to unplug and just go directly on the phone I reckon that could be way clearer potentially oh, okay so yeah, no one second. Okay, I am unplugged. Yeah, I think that's better. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, okay, so yeah, we're, we're, um, so they're just what these statues are just in squares. Like, what's the vibe? Yeah, of the, the, you know, you, what's the kind of suburbs like, or is it like just city? So, oh, Pyongyang is beautiful. Like, I hadn't didn't know it would be like that going in there. Like, Pyongyang was just just a really aesthetically beautiful city, like spotless, absolutely spotless. Um, and just like lots of really bright pastel, like buildings and stuff. Um, and also there's some really weird buildings that got like um, this sign set to this shaped like, um, and like, you know, those like high school diagrams of an atom. Um, yeah. They've got this huge yeah, Tommy science. doesn't because I don't think he ever made it to high school. <laughs> what's, what's high school? <laughs> they've got like, um, yeah, one of the islands on the Taedong River. They've got like this, this huge building shaped like that, their science center. That, um, yeah, so Pyongyang is like really beautiful and like uh, like lots of big public spaces. Um, like really, and a lot of them are dedicated to lots of monuments. Like every block, there's like sort of monument. Like there's the reunification monument. There's like the Juche Tower, that's sort of like the, um, the ideology um, like that Kim Il-sung sort of came up with. Um, and then there's the huge, um, you know, the huge uh, like statues. Uh, yeah, there's just did, like monuments everywhere. And uh, did you get, so you've been posting on social media that you went What's been the feedback of your social media followers? Has there been criticism? What is it? What does your family think about you going? What's what's uh, been the response um, there? The response has been more just been like, oh my god, show us photos. And, I'm like, yeah. um, and then when like I've sent some pictures through, they've been like, what the hell? That is not what we thought it would be. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's um, okay. 
like the image we get, like sort of a North Korean West, sort of like this really miserable grim place. Um, yep. But I think we forget that, like, even if the political um, side of it is, you know, quite grim and dark, there's still like millions of people there living their daily lives. Um, mm. You know, they're still making the best of whatever their speech is. Um, but yeah, it was it was like I I mean I went on a big public holiday, um, so I thought like a pretty nice vibe. TBH. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just twenty million people living in yeah. North Korea, and the, I mean yeah. the reality is maybe the reality of what you're seeing isn't what, what the feeling of what it's there or how it's portrayed. Well, Pyongyang I mean, is a specific area of North Korea, and I guess yeah, a lot of yeah. the. Uh, the people who would speak negatively towards North Korea would cite that fact, which is Pyongyang is a is an area where, uh, you know, wealthy people or people who have been sort of who are very high up on the ladder uh, are living. I mean, the place doesn't even have the internet. They've got like under twenty websites on the intranet. Like, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, the, the reality of their world, right? Yeah. So, yeah, like it's a just dictatorship, very, it's, just, it's very cut off. Like, it's um, very. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, we did see the countryside, and the countryside is completely sort of, like, um, in contrast to, like, Pyongyang. It's really, um, like, pre-industrialized, like, sort of agrarian society. Um, and I guess that's sort of, like, I just think people forget it's a developing country. Yeah. Um, like, it is a developing country. Like, it's just... Um, like, like like farmers. other parts of Asia, right? Yeah, like that's it's it. It's, it's another developing country in you know in yeah. the, you know in Asia, and it's, it's like in the farmland they're using um, you know sort of manual ox plows and lots of manual labour, um, sort of very little industrial um, sort of yeah. stuff going on there. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I, I can't, I don't, I don't know. I I, I have. Can't speak Korean. I couldn't really chat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine, imagine um, Malcolm Turnbull, the not. I was about to say president of Australia, darling <laughs> at high school. What's his name? What is he? Prime uh, minister. Prime minister of Australia. Imagine him killing his brother or having his brother killed. It's, pro- yeah. it's probably not ideal. Which is, yeah, is essentially there, what well, Jong Un did. And there are, I yeah. guess, a few of the like a lot of uh, cases, even sort of. I yeah, think it's hard for us to, to imagine the... what it's like um, as a North Korean, just because if you've grown up in that sort of yeah. their closed-off world, um, like they really, they really love and adore their um, their leaders with a sort of like, um, I guess, like the closest thing you can think of it is like a religious fervor, um, uh-huh. and like that that sort of reverence, like the the reverence that you'd have for and respect that you have for like people's um, sort of like religious beliefs and stuff like that. It's kind of like how they feel about their leaders. So being so disconnected, what was it like? Because you're someone who's pretty connected on social media and things like that. So you mm-hmm. spent a few days not being connected to the internet. What was that like? Um, at the start, it was weird because I kept pulling my phone out. And um, like you have a muscle memory where your, your thumb goes to the app automatically. <laughs> um, you know, when like, yeah, and you just like, just uh, like I myself opening my phone, unlocking it mindlessly yeah. um, and then like obviously it wouldn't, it wouldn't load but then after a few days it's just like um, it's actually really nice like you just sort of like yeah it was really nice and um, I think I made a post and I was like I hate the, I, I loathe the term digital detox because if it's like a toxin in our body yeah. um, because you know like I love the internet I love the things that bought me and like um, but it was really really nice and also I found myself going to bed like immediately 
um, and not dicking around on my phone for an hour and also just like waking up and being ready in like 20 minutes because I'm not just like lying there like app switching. Interesting. It's like when you're on a plane, I end up just going through my photos and deleting them and looking around on the plane. Everyone else is doing the same because they got no Wi-Fi. But did you actually, yeah. you know, like people are walking around Melbourne with it or anywhere in the world that allows you to be connected on their mobile phones. So that's just not happening there. Are people on looking no, down? No. Uh, they're looking up and around. They just look like there's a lot of um, just hanging out in public spaces, just um, chatting. Well, a lot of the, uh, smoking is still quite, you know, uh, a thing there. Um, so, yeah, lots of people just like standing around having a cig. Um, yeah, it's just like lots of, I guess public life is kind of like, a, like, like a lot of places in Southeast Asia, um, you know, public life is, is, is really different to how it is in Australia. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, it was like sort of heads up and, um, yeah, people just going about their beers. So was there um, any... It was really strange coming back to China and um, everyone has a smartphone here um, and then seeing everyone sort of burying them again. Um, was there yeah, any, any yeah. big brands that you could see, like stores that sell big brands? Um, so um, we, we got to go to a sort of department store, like a big supermarket essentially, um, and we weren't allowed to take photos in there because they did have products that they're not supposed to have on account of sanctions. Um, and stuff like that. Oh, interesting. Um, and did they? Do, yeah. Is there a is there a sense that when you're going in, do they tell you you can't talk about this after it? Were there any sort of or no, not, or, none of that. Whatever you saw, you could talk about really. Yeah. Um, our, our Aussie guide would like sort of advise us to like, if you really want to like ask them like you know the hard hitting sort of abrupt questions um, of our guides like do that but build up a rapport with them first as you would with anyone really if you want to ask them some sort of like um, pretty confronting questions um, but our guides were pretty good about it because this, um, we had a guy named um, like in because there was a few different groups like that were sort of like amalgamated um, and sort of like split off who were going because um, some of them were longer tours than other than others um, but Mr. Lee was like um, yeah feel free to ask me questions if you want to ask any abrupt questions I'm happy to answer them I've heard them all <laughs> um, any graffiti yeah. anywhere not that I saw no no I have read about sort of distance graffiti and debasing things but I didn't see any no and so what was the what was the uh, tour company called again that you went with um, they're called Young Pioneer Tours yeah I feel like I um, remember seeing an article about these guys. So these are the ones that do some pretty quirky locations. So they go, um, yeah, yeah, Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, you know, some of the the most dangerous yeah, places um, in the world. What's, I think their tagline is um, "Places will take you to places that your mother would want you to go" or something like that. Yeah. What um, was what was it like? What was that company like? And would having experienced this tour in North Korea. Would you ever go to somewhere like Afghanistan or Iraq, or and was there even sort of talk within the group of people who had done those tours? Um, so I think that, that sort of talk attracts sort of people who are just a bit more, you know, um, like sort of weird holidays. But I, a few people there had done like sort of odd places, yeah. um, like I met a bloke there who did an eighteen thousand kilometer road trip from Sweden to Istanbul and then all across Central Asia through Iran, Turkmenistan, yeah, um, cool. and Estonia and stuff like that. And, and yeah, Turkmenistan is one of the places young pioneer offers because they have like super crazy border control. Uh-huh. Um, but 
yeah, a few like a lot of people there have just done yeah, really, um, yeah, sort of odd sort of holidays. I mean, yeah. I'm going to Kazakhstan after this, so. Yeah, what's what? What are you uh, expecting from from Kazakhstan? What are that? What are they known for? Oh look, um, oh look, I just find Central Asia a bit fascinating, um, yeah. and I sort of like love the landscape as well. Um, and you love the movie so, Borat. Yeah. And uh, he thought, <laughs> I was like, "Why not? Why? Yeah, yeah. Why not?" Tommy's pulling from every part of his geographical knowledge. There. Yeah, well, I only know <laughs> what's been in a movie before. <laughs> yeah, you know more than I do, anyway. And Chris, so yeah. how long are you going to be travelling for? Like, what's what's the plans once you uh, get get to the seven UK? Seven weeks in total. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got another a few weeks in China. I'm going up to the Mongolian border, um, to a few, uh, some little towns up there. Um, and then after that, to Kazakhstan for a few weeks. Um, and I was like thinking about a side trip to Kyrgyzstan because you don't need a visa for that. And what I are they known for? What do they do? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Just another um, sort of, I don't, I don't know much about them. I yeah. haven't Googled yet. Um, <laughs> I was sort of just going to gauge it when I was in Kazakhstan. You know, if, I, if um, there was a lot to see, I would stay there. And if not, I'd um, take a little bus to Bishkek. Um, and then from there, I'm going to Istanbul for a week. Yeah. Um, finishing off in a nice place and then you know uh going to the uk yeah. it's awesome it's um interesting that <laughs> i mean not everyone's decided to do this kind of stuff did you um yeah. did you have to pay a higher um insurance like you know how you're getting travel insurance is it oh like travel insurance yeah so funny about that none of the travel insurance companies would cover me <laughs> um and even like the young pioneer have a link to like their partner ones um, like the insure everyone and they wouldn't cover North Korea but then on the on the day we'll leave for North Korea they had like a little information session before we all left um, where we all met each other and stuff um, but you could buy uh, travel insurance there like on the spot um, so I just did that and I think it was like 40 euro for five days oh that's not bad, um, not bad. yeah yeah um, it just covers all like the basic sort of stuff you know Describe the feeling, like, you know, what were the, the different emotions that you felt while in North Korea from when you're on the plane to landing? What was the Oh, so I actually caught a train in. Oh, um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was an overnight train from Beijing. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was odd um, because, like, when you catch the – because of the public holiday, we had to catch a bus over the bridge rather than take the train. Um, and it was weird. So, like, we're driving the bus over this bridge, we're going over this river, and then Matt was like, and we hit a point. He's like, yep, now we're in the DPRK. Um, and you get to the other side, um, you know, it just seems like the other side of a river. Um, I guess, yeah, there's, you feel like a bit of, you really feel like a fish out of water, I guess, because, like, culturally it is so different. Um, and sort of quite, um, at least, like, when you're coming from somewhere like China and coming from living in Australia, you're so used to, like, um, like people looking uh, like and dressing really differently you go there and like the fashion's quite homogenous mm. um so the majority of men wear like the um the sort of tailored um do you remember like the track suits that kim on jing kim jong il used to wear mm. yeah, yeah yeah um yeah like those uh two-piece track suits like them or like the mouse suits um like sort of north korean style tailored suits um so that's sort of like standard wear um and doesn't really deviate much outside of that unless they're kids um so yeah, that was really different, and then like just realizing like you you really stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Do they stamp your uh, passport? 
No, they give you a little. Um, they give you a little uh, tourist uh, visa that's got a little stamp on it, and then um, at the end of it, they stamp that in your exit and take it from you, and then just give you your passport back. So no, no stamps in your passport. Yeah. So if I want to go to North Korea tomorrow, what, what like how much am I going to have to pay to go for a four day tour, a five day tour, or whatever? Um, like- so uh, a five day tour, I feel, from memory, it was about. 1200 euros um which is i think like about 1800 dollars australian um roughly but that covers all your transport like accommodation um food um it pretty much covers everything but a little cost like if you want to buy extra drinks and snacks um or like flowers to lay the statue um and some tips for your guides um yeah, it's pretty much all inclusive. I mean, they're pay- I mean, eight eight hundred bucks. That's enough for them to put on a, a show, get a bunch of actors, and make it look <laughs> like it's all fucking legit <laughs> over that side of town. <laughs> was it? Yeah, did I you mean, get that vibe at all? Was not it? at all. Not yeah. at all. Like it would be just be so much effort. Like it's it's kind of um, I think when you if if you ever go there, like you'll kind of realize how sort of absurd the notion of like getting actors for like a metro is because like it's just so. Have you been a Sovereign Hill? They do. They've got that down back. Yeah, 50 bucks a, entry. Yeah, I know. Um, um, yeah, yeah, so you think no, it's a bit I mean, absurd? Yeah, I, I, I do think, like, I, um, yeah, that sort of claim, like, I can imagine, like, sort of some things that are just, you know, a bit, like, put on, um, like, but, yeah, like, I've, I've just, when people claim, claim is, like, you know, people don't actually use the trains or something like that, but it's, like, there's clearly people on the train, like riding the trains, like going to wherever they're going. So you reckon um, people have got it wrong? Like, I mean, you're a dude who's been there now. Is it wrong um, how it's portrayed? Uh, I'm not sure it's wrong. I think it's just skewed. Um, and I think it's just so, it's so fun to just like speculate and like you hear wild and wacky shit about it. And the, you know, the, the wildness just seems to increase um, without any sort of, because you can't fact check it. Like you just can't. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think it just sort of runs a bit rampant. Um, and uh, yeah, get, people have this notion that it's super hard to like get in there, but it's actually really easy. Like you book the tour, you fill out your little visa form and you're there. <laughs> and what's your view of, of North Korea? Um, I really liked it. It was just, it was just like nothing. It was like, it's like nowhere else on earth. It's, it's just so bizarre. Um, and Pyongyang is beautiful. Like it's so beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it, and I think if like anyone has sort of like the sort of curiosity to go there, and you have the means, um, I would definitely recommend it. Did you? Um, I was just thinking because uh, I always like to try McDonald's everywhere I go around the world. Was there a Macca's? Mm-hmm. No, there's no no, no, no Macca's. Macca's at all. Um, but there in is North Korea. Um, <laughs> You're a vegger, aren't, aren't you, Chris? I am a vegger. I am a vegger. So oh, what, would what you did pick you pick this up from the post from his instant? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm all over it. All right. Uh, so, so do you? What's the um? You know, what what was the food food like? How oh, accommodating yeah, really were they for you? Um, yeah, the tour guide, the tour sort of company took care of it all, and every restaurant they go to, they they understand the like. Um, they pretty know, fucking loved it. You're, you're probably a cheap feed. They're like shit, fucking protein. Like you know, beef's expensive. <laughs> It was, um, it was really, um, oh, like one restaurant we went to, um, dog soup was an option. A few people had some dog soup. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, it was lovely. Like it was lots of, um, like lots of cold pickles and, um, and 
noodles, um, lots of like uh, rice and tofu, and like really, um, I had a sort of food like spiced and flavored like that before. It was really up. It was really nice. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I just can't help but think like. I mean, people are looking at a dictatorship and they think maybe there is some things that they've got right here. It's not like it's a good <laughs> system, but they no, there is people that look yeah, at yeah, it and yeah. go, like the whole bit of order, bit of yeah, the yeah. order I just think, and just I just think um, people are sort of conflating, you know, a poor political system with you know a poor standard of living or something like that. Um, yeah. But I mean, there was famines in the nineties and stuff like that, but like, yeah, it's a you know. Um, and there was a, there was like a time no, no when your food or anything, yeah. And there was a time when North Korea was sort of e- economically doing really well, even compared to to the South. Yeah. And so yeah, I guess just after the um, just after the after the war, um, yeah, North Korea was far, you know, outpacing South Korea. Um, and yeah, so sort of after the USSR collapsed, um, and the sort of North Korea lost a lot of its. Um, funding and things like that. Yeah, yeah. It lost a lot. It's lost trade and um, all that, and it sort of stagnated. Um, was yeah. And so the the um, the tour guides and talking to different people were they saying, uh, were they commenting on this? You know the the peninsula. Sorry, the the Korean Peninsula summit and all that sort of thing. Were there? Was yeah, there? Yeah, it was like sort of all over the news there. Um, yeah. And. Yeah, I mean, um, they were, like, sort of having some sort of deep chats uh, with the other guys, with the Korean guys who were talking to our guys, you know, talking about, like, you know, sort of reunification and the talks and everything, sort of, like... It was a very, sort of, um... Really, like, sort of hopeful, sort of, like... kind of chats, and... Yeah. 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 Cries for help. It could have been seen <laughs> as. Help <laughs> us. Help us. We're in a dictatorship. Get us out I of there. Think were, I reckon it's I really think, interesting. Um, it's the, hard. The, 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 the quite, um, they're quite proud. The, the, the uh, you know, the that we met. Like they're, they're quite proud of, um, you know, their city and their achievements and everything. So it's, I think it's less more of a cry. It's more of a bit like, um, yeah. I don't think they see themselves as sort of like, um, uh, you know, how, like, they're not trapped. Sort of, like, yeah, North Korea, like, um, turning to. Read. Survival. I think they're seeing it as more like, yeah, well, let's do this. Like, so, yeah. Other than being like, oh my god, please help us. Yeah. Um, but then again, I like, like I said, like this is just my vibe that I got as someone who went there for a few days. So obviously, but maybe you know, it is, you know, like that. people who were there, they don't know any different. It's only until you know how different it can be for yourself. Well, it's like employees, you know, like uh, versus being self-employed, right? Like sometimes. We can be like, fuck, how do you do it? Like, how do people work for other people? Could never do it. Like, yeah, never go but, back. You could never go back. But the thing is that it's like some people just fucking love it. Some people like having direction and clear order and all of that sort of shit. I, mean, I like the comparison yeah. to people who work for somebody as being and under a dictatorship. <laughs> <laughs> same, 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 same. Anything else crazy, Chris, that you think that, you know, you uh, would like to share or you think it would be interesting? Oh, We're uh, wrapping you up. Wrapping, <laughs> I'm wrapping, oh. wrapping the whole... But well, you need I, to get just, all the exciting just, honestly, shit out. I just think the, the, the biggest, yeah, the biggest sort of shock to me was like on, on May Day, going, going through the park and like, yeah, just like really like day drunk locals just like dancing with them and like getting loose with them. It was like really weird. Um, 
and yeah, like we've learned a North Korean pop song, and you bust that out, and they would like just like love you and just like have like love heart eyes emojis. <laughs> um, did they know anything about Australia? Uh, we we didn't ask because like I, I can't speak Korean. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's mostly just like you know having a dance and being like thank you and like just like having cheers. And, and from a sleeping arrangement point of view, did you sleep in the hotel that's sort of in that middle of the island thing? Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. That is, um, yeah, that's where we stayed. It's it's a weird hotel. Yeah. What, what, what was so, the vibe of the hotel? Yeah, give us a bit of insight. Um, it's so opulent. It's so, and it's like, um, it's like all design elements at the, at the same time. Um, it's sort of this, like really 80s chic at some points, but then like really 60s, like mid-century modern. This is, um, it's just weird, like just so weird, like beautiful. <laughs> like if you're into that sort of hotel aesthetic, um, <laughs> it's sort of best Western uh, <laughs> vibes. But like, so, but like, but like low-key luxurious. It was, yeah. um, yeah, really bizarre. Okay, luxurious. Do they have, out of curiosity, did you look, are they on like TripAdvisor? People leaving reviews? Oh, the Young Actor Hotel. Yeah. No, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if it's on there. And did you get a sense, I know that people talk about things being all wired up so that, you know, you, you uh, are basically being listened to all the time, surveillance, any interesting little uh, quirks like that that you noticed? Uh, look, not, not really. Um, yeah, no, I, like, we kind of joked about it in the room, like, my the person I was rooming with, I was kind of like, we were just joking about, like, we just assume we're being watched. Yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just like a, it's just like a really sort of, like, weird, daggy 80s hotel, but, like, really beautiful. Um, and yeah, no, I didn't, didn't sort of get that, um. Yeah, get that vibe, yeah. really. And one other thing that just came to mind about the mm-hmm. all the nuclear testing and stuff like that, mm. it's pretty far away from Pyongyang, right? But is there was there any concern of, or did they mention the, uh, was, th- that type yeah, of thing? Yeah, I mean, a few, like, um, when we went to a few sort of monuments and sites, um, you know, if it, the tour guide, um, I just remember being, like, mentioning something about, like, you know, under Kim Jong-un's, like, under the leader... They say great leader or like leader, Kim Jong-un's like leadership. Um, you know, now we have, you know, um, the world's longest range of ballistic missile, um, you know, um, to protect ourselves from, um, you know, American um, aggressors and stuff like that. Um, and that was sort of like the first sort of explicit mention of nuclear weapons. Um, but then we went to the DMZ, there was like lots of those, um, they got those really um, uh, like hand-painted propaganda posters that like, um, yeah, they were full of sort of like um, sort of missiles and stuff, and I was like crushing the US and really anti-American stuff. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah. Mm. And where can people find if they want to see the photos that you took uh, when you were oh, there? Yeah, um, yeah. You can probably um, my Instagram is um, just at Chris Moses. Yeah. Um, if you also like to see um, my tour guide that I mentioned, Matt, he's I love his feed. Um, he's at Matt. Um, Kalesa, K-U-E-L-E-S-Z-A, um, and also Young Pioneer Tours, which I think is just at Young Pioneer. Um, yeah, they're pretty good as well. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, and from there you can just sort of like the similar accounts as if you like like North Korea every day and stuff like that, which is just sort of like photos of everyday North Koreans. Um, 
I just gave like you, that. just gave you a follow. Chris gives a follow back, right, bro? <laughs> follow for we're oh, doing oh, a follow oh, for follow. I'm so mate, sorry, Chris. This is how every guest I get on, <laughs> like it's one like, new, like one for like, like, Fucking what hell! That, what was that old MySpace? One? Yeah, was a PC comic. for PC. <laughs> there was that too. That's it. Picture yeah. comic. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome, it. mate. Thanks Dude, so when much you, for the When you're back in Melbourne, we'll have to. He's off to the fucking UK. He's not coming back. You said seven weeks. No, seven weeks, and then he's moving to the UK. You're moving to the UK. Have you got any plans yet? Fuck, awesome. Uh, What's the plan? I don't know. Just see how it goes, I guess. Amazing. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the Daily Talk Show and uh, good luck yeah, with the yeah, rest of the Awesome. All Thanks, right, Thank you. Thanks for having me. Interesting, yeah. Man, pretty, uh, like, I feel like we're, uh, we're not uh, well positioned to ask the hard hitting questions. But I don't, also don't think Chris is necessarily the person to ask the hard-hitting questions, right? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, like, I don't think there is no truth to what has been put out there. Yeah. And I think that they are probably have the, have it like a... Sh- it's not a show, but I think it's definitely like a dictatorship would create some kind of environment, maybe like he's describing. Maybe that what is what a dictatorship does. Yeah. It makes it seem like everything is fucking running smoothly because no one wants to step out of line. Yeah. Then you just... Like you know, the Daily Talk Show. Like <laughs> you, No one knows the fear that I drum into you every single day. Uh, guys, if you've got an interesting guest that you think we should... If you've got an interesting contact and you think that would be a sick guest, yeah. please um, send us an email, hi at thedailytalkshow.com. Because we're always uh, looking out. We had uh, Craig Harper on. We've got we've had had some great guests. <sighs> Onwards and upwards. Yep. Today's talk show, everyone. Thanks for listening.